presenting the adventures of Jungle Jim. The adventures of Jungle Jim broadcast weekly over this station are dramatized from the full color action pictures to be found in the Comic Weekly, the world's greatest comic supplement that comes to you each week with your Hearst Sunday newspaper. Join the 11 million adults and 6 million youngsters who make their weekends more enjoyable reading the world's greatest comic and adventure pictures by the world's best artists featured in every issue of the Comic Weekly, which is now bigger and better than ever, for there are two additional pages of comics in the Comic Weekly. Insist on the Sunday newspaper that brings you the Comic Weekly. Back home in the good old USA, Jim and Kitty enjoy a very brief holiday together. It's a sort of hail and farewell party, for Jim has agreed to take an assignment from the Federal Bureau of Investigation to uncover a plot to sabotage the Panama Canal. The assignment, however, does not include little services, so she has decided to pay a long-delayed visit to see her parents. Jim has arranged to take Lil out to the airport, where she is to take an eastbound plane. They have a few minutes prior to the plane's departure in which they exchange their last few words of parting. That's your plane over there, Lil. Quite a ship, huh? Mm. One of those new strato liners. The world's best and most comfortable way to travel. <laughs> Nothing too good for Lily DeVille, I always say. <laughs> say, by the way, how are you going to travel down to South Central America by a clipper? I guess I'll start out that way and probably wind up paddling my own canoe up some mosquito-infested river. <laughs> From what little I know about the case, the man I'm to operate against makes his headquarters deep in the jungles of Panama. You know, it's going to be strange being on a case without you, Lil. I'm going to miss you too, Jim. I don't know how I'm going to be able to stand the quiet, safe, and sane routine of life on a farm. Don't be surprised if I turn up in the middle of the Panama jungle looking for you in about a month from now. And who knows, I might be needing a little help from you about that time. Looks as though this is going to be a tough job, hmm? I have a hunch it's going to be about the toughest and most dangerous job I've ever been up against. Say, that's taking in a lot of territory, Jim. You've been up against some pretty bad ones. Super Sky Chief, Stratoliner, Eastbound, Albuquerque, Kansas City, Chicago, and New York, now loading at gate four. Give your name to the stewardess in charge as you board the plane, please. Super Sky Chief, Stratoliner, Eastbound flight, now loading at gate four. That's you, Lil. You had better get aboard. Okay, Jim. Write me whenever you get a chance, huh? I'll need every word I can get from you to make this exile livable. I'll do my best to keep you well informed, Lil. And rest assured, if I see an opportunity to bring you in on the case, I'll wire you pronto. Okay. Have a good time now. Give my best to your folks and tell them I hope to visit them when this case is over. Okay, Jim. So long and best of luck, hmm? Remember me to Colu. I will. Better get started now. Bye-bye, Lil, and have a good time. I will, thanks. Bye-bye, Jim. Super Sky Chief, Stratoliner, eastbound Kansas City, Chicago, and New York, now taking off from Gate 4. Rapidly, the graceful airliner taxied down the runway and was soon climbing skyward. And as it faded into the distance, a strange sadness overwhelmed Jim, a feeling that he would never see Lil again. It was with considerable effort that Jim finally shook off his morbid mood and made his way to the FBI office to meet Inspector Channing and begin work on the new case. For hours, Jim and Channing went over papers, correspondence, clues, and maps, getting all the information necessary to formulate Jim's campaign. Well, how's it look, Bradley? You've got all the information available on the case. 
Well, there's stuff there, but actually, when it's all boiled down, it isn't very helpful. No, it uh, outlines the plot fairly well, but it doesn't reveal just how or where they're going to strike. We've got a fairly good line on the brains behind the plot, but no clue as to where his headquarters are located. No, not unless you can call deep in the central Panama jungle a clue. That, of course, is the one big reason for calling you in on the case. Our men are thoroughly trained to work in big cities and even outlying sections of this country. But this central Panama jungle is just a bit out of their field. Yes, and it's not too close to mine. Mm -hmm. My experience has been principally in Malay, Borneo, and the Asiatic jungle. Of course, they're very much alike in some ways, but a great deal different in many others. I realize that, but you'll soon master the difference. Now, the next question is, how many men are you going to need for this job, and who's going to get them? Do you want to recruit your own staff or let us do it? Well, that's one problem that's easily and quickly solved. My staff will consist of one man. One man? Right. He's already hired. He's been with me for years. Well, that's good, but where is he? I thought only you and Mr. Rill were on the steamer. That's right. He was in Singapore. But I knew I'd be needing his services, so I cabled him to come on in a hurry. Well, I'm glad you did. Who is he? His name is Kolo. He's an Indian, East Indian. Uh-huh. A hillman from the Himalayas. The loyalist, most reliable man I've ever met. Strong, quiet, courageous chap. With plenty of shrewd native intelligence. I wouldn't be afraid to go anywhere in the world with him. Well, he sounds like a great guy to have around. Right. But even with him, it seems to me you're going to need more help than that. No, I don't think so. See, if I take a lot of men in there, it will immediately create suspicion and tip off this traitor that something is happening. Whereas just two of us can slip in almost unnoticed and arouse no comment. Why, we could be on a big game hunt or a scientific expedition. Yes, yes, I can see your point there. And I'd be inclined to agree with you if this wasn't going to be such a tough undertaking. You're going to need plenty of protection, you Yes, know. I know it, but uh, I think I can get it with Kolo and myself. I've tackled some pretty tough assignments with just the two of us. Okay, Bradley, it's purely up to you. I'm here to give you just what you want to ensure the success of this assignment. So if you don't want any additional help, I won't press it on you. You know best. All right, Channing. Suppose we leave it that way. Now, uh, I'd like to look over the transportation angle. Where do I go from here? And while this little meeting is underway to decide Jim's future, in a building not far away, another friend of Jim's is having a little meeting to decide her future. It is a lawyer's office. Yes, Mrs. St. John, I have revealed your financial condition to Mr. Anthony Lowry. And he assured me that as long as you remained in his home, you would not want for anything. And he insisted I spare you all the sordid details of the case. I understand perfectly, Mr. Brent. Then the money I've been spending all last year really came from Mr. Lowry and... Not from my family inheritance. Exactly, Mrs. St. John. It was most unfortunate that your rather hectic adventure at sea finally brought you home and brought home to you, if I may turn a phrase, your rather sorry financial condition. And my brother Elliot not only gambled away his own share of the fortune, but mine as well. Yes. And more than that, I regret to say he issued bad checks... He committed forgery, and he is now serving a prison sentence. 
If I'd only known all of this, I'd realized that both you and Mr. Laurie were doing what you thought was best in trying to shield me. But you might have known that I'd find it out sometime. Well, now, this is not the time for recriminations, my dear. You know the truth now, and there's nothing left for you but to be put on board the first steamer for Nahir and go place yourself in the care of Mr. Lowry. I'll do nothing of the kind. I've been an object of charity too long as it is. Now, my dear girl, you oh. can hardly call it charity. Why, Tony Lowry is a very old friend of the family. Your father gave him his start and helped him to accumulate his wealth. Any help he can now give you is... Why, it's merely repaying an old debt. You may disguise it with all the fancy phrases you can think of, but to me it's still charity and I'm not going to accept it. And that's final. Well, I must say I admire your attitude, even if I do consider it a bit too foolhardy. You must remember, my dear, you've always lived a sheltered life, one of ease and comfort. You're not trained to go out in the world to meet the competition and earn a living. You talk like someone else I used to know. Oh? Jim Bradley. And I proved to him I could stand up and take it in emergencies. And I'll show you, too. I'm going out and get a job. <laughs> At what? Remember, my dear, jobs aren't plentiful nowadays. You don't just go out and get one. Well, I can and I will. I'll have a job before I go to sleep tonight. Oh, Thanks for all you've done, Mr. Brent. I appreciate your good advice, and I'll be back to prove I can take care of myself with the best of them. Well, my dear, that's the spirit. All right, go to it, my dear, and the best of luck. It was the evening before Jim had finished his meeting with Channing of the FBI, and Jim decided to have dinner before returning to his hotel. He found a rather attractive restaurant and went inside. He was conducted to a quiet, secluded table by the head waiter. Benny George, two, please. This way. Yes, madam. This way, please. Wine card, steward. Yes, sir. Follow me, please, sir. Very lovely day. Yes, please. There you are, sir. How is this? It's quiet and out of the way. Uh, this will do very nicely, thank you. Uh, Frank, a cocktail before dinner, sir. No, thank you. Just leave me the menu and I'll select my dinner. Yes, of course. Very good, sir. I'll send a waitress right over to take your order. Excuse me, please. Oh, Miss, uh, uh, you're the new girl, are you not? Yes, sir. Uh, when you have served that order, go over to that corner table and take the gentleman's order. Yes, sir, at once. Uh, Frank. Miss, uh, will you tell... Kitty! Upon seeing Kitty, Jim leaped to his feet. And, surprised at being recognized by Jim, made Kitty forget where she was and let go of the tray, sending the dishes crashing to the floor which promptly brought the head waiter over to the scene of the disaster. But Kitty recovers herself quickly, turns away from Jim without even a hint of recognition, which in turn leaves Jim speechless in amazement and somewhat dumbfounded at the strange turn of events. 
Don't miss the next episode in the adventures of Jungle Jim for another big surprise. And remember, you can follow these adventures in the full-color action pictures to be found in the Comic Weekly, the world's greatest comic supplement containing the best full-color adventure and comic pictures. Remember, no other comic supplement can give you the top names of Cartoonland, like the all-star favorites to be found in the Comic Weekly. The whole family follow the fun and frolics of Jiggs and Maggie, the Little King, the immortal Donald Duck, as well as the exciting adventures of Flash Gordon and Jungle Jim. Join the 11 million adults and 6 million youngsters who every week find the greatest of home entertainment in the Comic Weekly, which comes to you with your Hearst Sunday newspaper. More thrilling adventures of Jungle Jim will be heard at the same time next week over this same station. Be sure to tune in. Thank you.